Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Today, we're talking about a woman who's been called Ghana's warrior queen. A farmer, politician, and military leader, she led her people in battle against British colonial forces. Her heroism and courage is remembered by the people of Ghana, and she remains an icon of resistance. Please welcome Ya Asantua. Though the exact date is unknown, Ya Asantua was born around 1840 to a family of traditional leaders in the Asante Kingdom. Little is known about Ya's early life. She was likely a skilled farmer. Her brother became king of Edweso, and he took that opportunity to appoint his sister, Ya, to the title Queen Mother, the second highest position in the Asante leadership. As Queen Mother, Ya gained substantial responsibility. She had custody over the golden stool, the most important symbol of the Asante kingdom. According to legend, the stool came from the sky, landing in the chief's lap in the late 1600s. Ever since, the golden stool represented strength and power to the Asante people. Ya's brother's reign was a tumultuous time. In 1863, the Second Anglo-Asante War began. When Asante forces entered into British-ruled territory, the British army fought back. By the following year, the conflict ended in a stalemate. The ultimate victor in the war was neither the Asante people nor the British. Illness and malaria claimed many lives in the mosquito-abundant land. In 1872, the Dutch surrendered the last of their settlements in the region to the British. This created a territory which came to be known as the Gold Coast Colony. The British then set their sights on dominating the Asante people, their land, and especially their gold mines. This set the stage for the Third Anglo-Asante War in 1873. British General Garnet Wolseley led 2,500 British troops into the Asante Empire. In the period between the wars, the British began using quinine, a treatment for malaria, so the disease no longer posed the same threat. They also had a new weapon, the machine gun. Despite significant advantages, the British just barely triumphed over the Asante people. The British temporarily occupied the Asante capital of Kumase before burning it down. Then in 1883, the Asante Kingdom fell into a five-year period of civil war. Ya's brother was killed in battle, and as Queen Mother, she had the authority to nominate a successor. Ya chose her grandson, Kofi Tene. To weaken the Asante, the British exiled Kofi Tene and other Asante leaders to the archipelago of Seychelles. In the midst of uncertainty, Ya took charge and gathered an army of more than 5,000 Asante people. She ridiculed the men of her kingdom and claimed, if the Asante men would not defend the kingdom, the women would. This proclamation motivated the men and facilitated the participation of women in combat. Ya led the ensuing rebellion, appearing on the battlefield herself. She blockaded a fort, employed camouflage, and used drums to intimidate the British. 
In January of 1902, the British captured the Asante Empire and made it a colony of the British crown. Ya was arrested and sent into exile. According to one account of her arrest, as she was being taken away, she turned around and said, Asante women, I pity you. About 20 years after the war ended, Ya died in 1921, still in exile. Her dream for Asante independence finally came to fruition in 1957, when the territory gained independence from British rule. It became a part of Ghana, the first sub-Saharan African nation to gain independence. Ya's legacy of resistance remains legendary to this day. In the year 2000, a museum was opened in Ghana to commemorate her story and bravery. All month, we're highlighting women who led lives of resistance. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.